Wednesday night edition of the Cane Violation podcast. And uh, before we get started, I uh, wanted to say a few words on a company I use very often. I actually reached out to them to be a sponsor, uh, Indochipo. Uh, Indochipo is a menswear company, and if you need a custom suit... Um, sorry. That was my cat. I'll, uh, I'll have Danny edit that out. Okay, welcome to the Cane Violation. If you're not a basketball podcast junkie like I am, which is understandable, then I'll let you know that that was a little parody of one of them. Not a very good one, but, you know, just trying to have a little fun here. So this is probably the last time I'll do five teams in one week. So, yeah, the five teams are the Miami Heat, Minnesota Timberwolves, Orlando Magic, Phoenix Suns, and we'll end it on a high note with the Utah Jazz. All right, our first team is the Miami Heat. Highest paid players, Jimmy Butler, longest tenured player. Really hasn't been with the team for that long. Only 17 seasons. It'd be Udonis Haslam. I really, really hope that he breaks Nat Hickey's record as the oldest player to check into a game. So Nat Hickey was a coach for the Providence Steamrollers in the late 1940s. He checked himself into a few games at the age of 45, I believe. So, you know, Haslam's like 40 years old now. So, hey, only five more years to go, Udonis. So the Heat lost in the NBA Finals last year, and they're struggling this year with five wins and seven losses. Look, I hate the Miami Heat, obviously, but I can't criticize them here too much. Their starting lineup on Thursday against the Sixers was Tyler Hero, Duncan Robinson. Okay, so far not so bad. Kelly Olenek. Okay, more of a bench player, but, you know, still... Then we had rookie Precious Achua at center and a guy named Gabe Vincent. Now, Vincent played the second most minutes for the Heat that night and actually scored 21 points. Ooh, 21 points. Yeah, well, he also had five turnovers and was a plus-minus negative nine. The worst plus-minus that night was actually Duncan Robinson, negative 19. He played the third amount of minutes. There was one fast break where Robinson couldn't make up his mind uh, who would defend. Shake Milton was coming at him, and uh, Tobias Harris—this was a fast break. Um, Tobias Harris was slightly ahead, um, angling towards the basket. Milton passes it to Harris, and as he goes up to lay it in— Robinson makes an embarrassing attempt to actually make it look like he was trying to contest the shot. He basically just jumped straight up in the air. It was uh, it was pretty pathetic. He was making zero attempt towards stealing the ball or blocking the shot. So look, Robinson, it seems like um, he's on his way towards being one of the most elite shooters of all time, you know, if he keeps it up but you know it's going to be hard to justify paying this guy 20 million dollars if this is the effort he gives night in and night out you know there's murmurs about 
where the heat might move him. I mean, I wouldn't. The heat, you guys are in a desirable market. You have an owner who's actually willing to open his checkbook. So, I'd say pay Robinson and, you know, maybe move on from Myers Leonard and Kelly Olenek. The Heat are definitely going to make moves this trade deadline, I guarantee, especially with these early season struggles. I mean, they have some spare contracts. Uh, like I said, Olenek, Leonard, uh, Avery Bradley, and then you have Mo Harkless. If you combine all those salaries together, it gets you up to nearly um, $7 million to trade. Who could they go after? I mean, there's guys like Kevin Love, Andre Drummond, LaMarcus Aldridge, Tamar DeRozan, if you want to go after some uh, former All-Stars. Maybe. Maybe you just just want to upgrade, want people who can play playoff minutes. I don't know if that's going to put them over the edge. Probably not. I'm just coming up with some ideas. But I will say there's one guy that I think would fit really well with this group and is also on an expiring contract. And that would be Kyle Lowry. The Raptors are sucking butt right now. Maybe... This is the end of the line for Lowry, and Masai Ujiri will, uh, you know, decide to trade him to a contender. You know, something to look out for. I will say, I don't think Andre Iguodala will get traded. I mean, he makes a hefty salary, but I think the Heat really value his basketball IQ as well as his playoff experience. He sneakily had eight assists in that Philly game. So, you know, it's not like he's on the floor doing nothing. But thankfully, the Heat got a bunch of more guys back on Saturday against the Pistons. Bam Adebayo came back. Uh, Kendrick Nunn as well. Uh, They still lost pretty badly. This was a pretty winnable game for Miami. It's not like they were missing all their guys like in the, the last game. You know, there was just really a lack of energy from them. Uh, Detroit completely out-hustled them, and I give Detroit credit. I mean, they this is a team that just doesn't roll over. I mean, they may not have the most talent on the team, but they come out and compete every game. You got Jeremy, number one option, Grant. You know, it's seemingly able to do whatever he wants against Miami's defense, as well as many other teams' defenses. I don't know where this came from. All of a sudden, he's looking like an all-star. <laughs> it's not really an exaggeration. Um, there was also like a, a whistle going off at one point. I don't know if you guys noticed that. I don't know if maybe a fan brought a whistle in or what. I mean, if you're going to like troll and you know do a stunt like that, it's probably not the best time to do it when there's not as many fans in the stands. So... You know, realistically, it wouldn't be too hard to pinpoint who actually blew the whistle. I don't know, it was a strange moment, super random. And then the, they won against the Pistons the other night. So, you know, they're 5-7. and seven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, listen, you made the finals last year, you beat my Celtics, good job, you earned it. Um, but uh, I, I think you need to make another move. And if you don't make another move, as currently constructed, 
you guys are not looking at an NBA championship. You're looking at, like, a second-round exit. Just saying. You might want to make some trades, Mr. Pat Riley. All right, next team, the Minnesota Timberwolves. Longest tenured and highest paid player is Carl Anthony Towns, who actually played with KG his rookie year. Kind of cool. But I'm, I'm sure most people know that. Um, they last made the playoffs in 2018, and they are 3-8 and eight right now. So, unfortunately, Carl Anthony Towns tested positive for COVID-19 this past Friday. So, there's actually been some games that have been postponed um, as they get all the contact tracing in order. The Wolves did play last Wednesday against the Grizzlies and lost. This is a uh, bizarre and kind of depressing team. I mean, the team ends up getting completely cooked by a certain Republican senator lookalike who may or may not have fundraised a capital siege. Grayson Allen scored a season-high 20 on these guys and basically just made the game a nightmare for the Timberwolves. Blocking Malik Beasley, stealing passes from Nas Reed. Nas Reed was playing awful D in his cross-country shorts. Him and Beasley had this one really frustrating play where Xavier Tillman of the Grizzlies set a screen, then rolls to the basket. Tillman was Reed's guy, so Reed should have stepped up to guard Grayson Allen at the three-point line. Instead, both Beasley and Reed follow Tillman towards a basket as Allen has uh, has pretty much a wide-open three-pointer. It's little things like this that, uh, you know, the bad communication that ends up in losses. D'Angelo Russell, Malik Beasley, Josh Okoji, Jarrett Culver, Anthony Edwards, and a depressed Ricky Rubio. These are your guys who uh, play the one through the three positions. And uh, all of you are just getting cooked by Grayson Allen. Look, I know, I I can't complain. Completely criticize you guys. You know, Carl Anthony Towns, the face of the franchise, has, uh, you know, he's had, uh, he had a tough 2020. He's having a, a tough 2021 as well. I mean, last year he lost six members to COVID 19. Towns himself now has a coronavirus. So, hey, all we can really hope for is a swift recovery. But these other guys, double-crossing D'Lo is getting paid like a four-time All-Star. His stats are all right, but the guy is not elevating his team. Anthony Edwards looks all right, but is he going to be a franchise star? Hmm, too early to tell. Then again, um, the Hawks, they lose to the Hawks. I mean, the Hawks aren't exactly a good team right now, but you know who really looked useless for the Timberwolves the other night? Jared Vanderbilt. He was so lost on defense. John Collins and Clint Capella 
absolutely feasted on him and Nas Reed. The Timberwolves had 18 turnovers, while the Hawks had 24. What? So how the hell are the Timberwolves losing the game by more than 10 if the Hawks have more turnovers? It's because they're not capitalizing. They're... They, they don't make the best of their possessions. This team is in a bad spot, and I think there's some major changes that need to be made. You've had three number one draft picks in less than ten years, and you guys were no better than you were before you even drafted Wiggins. I mean, what are we doing here? I hate to say it, but I'm not convinced that Russell and Towns are going to lead this franchise to the promised land. If I was GM there, I'd pull the trigger now. I would pull it and try and get a, a James Harden or Anthony Davis type package for these two. If you make both available as a package deal, it's going to water the mouths of a couple of these uh, franchises who already have talent and want to raise their ceiling. You know... Come on, Timberwolves, find a team that has deal fever. Timberwolves are not going to the playoffs anytime soon, so they're obviously not winning the finals. Next team, the Orlando Magic. Acquired in the Dwight Howard trade, Nikola Vucevic is the longest tenured and highest paid player this team is in the business of losing in the first round, and they're 6-8 and eight right now. So, after starting the season 6-2, and two, the Orlando Magic are in complete freefall mode with a six-game losing streak. What seems to be kind of a theme at this point, the Orlando Magic are very, very injured. They are a very injured team right now. No Jonathan Isaac this year. Mark L. Fultz tore his ACL. So, he's done. Evan Fournier's been out. Al Farouk Aminu, Michael Carter-Williams, both hurt. So, uh, Mo Bamba is away for uh, health and safety protocols. Even though he already had COVID. So, so, it's really been the Vucevic-Aaron Gordon show. In fact, Aaron Gordon's been running the offense a lot. He was a point guard in high school, so it's a role he's not completely unfamiliar with. Cole Anthony is getting extended minutes to chuck up shots. Alright, I know uh, some folks don't really give a shit about the plus-minus stats, but one thing that seems to be very consistent throughout these last six Orlando Magic losses is Ken Birch. Ken Birch has had a very bad plus-minus off the bench. So, the first loss against the Rockets, he was minus 34. The Mavericks loss, he was minus 9. The Bucks loss, he was minus 20. The Celtics loss, minus 11. The Nets loss, minus 10. 
And the most recent game against the Knicks, which uh, was actually kind of a close game for the most part until the end, uh, Kem Birch was minus 23. So, I don't know, maybe don't play him? I Play someone else. I know Bamba's out. I don't know. But play Gordon at backup center. Probably do better than Birch. I don't think they have any other big men. I mean, there's a lot of options available for backup uh, big men. Alex Len just got waived. Dwayne Deadman, who's actually been on the Magic before, is a guy they might want. The thing is, they'd have to offload some salary because they're slightly over the uh, luxury tax. So, you know, these guys will they'll have no choice but to make some moves at the deadline. They have to. Um, my prediction is actually that multiple moves will be made this February, or is it March? I forget when the trade deadline is. So, I would keep an eye on that Al Farouk Aminu, $9 million salary. I think it's $9 million this year, $10 million next year. I wouldn't be surprised if they use that contract, uh, maybe as well as uh, Michael Carter-Williams and uh, the plus-minus goat Ken Birch's salary to, uh, you know, get them in the $15 million salary range. Um, or, you know, they could add Evan Fournier to the deal if they don't want to re-sign him next year and, uh, you know, trade for DeMar DeRozan. No. Get a, get a bona fide all-star on the team. There's someone who used to be a bona fide all-star. I don't know, guys. I'm just throwing out ideas. All right? You guys act like trades don't happen in February. It's always stuff we never see coming, too. Um, but the magic, there seems to be a pattern here. And I'm just going to go ahead and follow it. No championship anytime soon. That's my prediction. And it'll be another first-round exit. But hey... At least the DeVoe family will make some extra cash from making it into the playoffs. And of course they have fans in the stadium. Of course. It's fine. It's Florida's fine. We're all going to be okay. The DeVoe family, they need more money. You know, Betsy DeVoe. She resigned from her job. Maybe she can resign her whole family from owning the Magic. You know, or maybe the league could do something about it. Mr. Adam Silver, can you can you ban a family for life? Oh, what's that? They have too much money? Politics. Next team, Phoenix Suns. Highest paid player is Chris Paul. Longest tenured guy is Devin Booker. They're seven and five right now, and missed the playoffs last year. Even though they were the greatest team of all time, the Bubble Suns were eight and zero last year, yet didn't make the playoffs. Okay, so why the hell were they even invited to the bubble? I wouldn't have gone if I were them. 
because that's bogus. Um, yeah, so of course, uh, the week I cover the Suns, pretty much all of their games get postponed. They played last night, though, and lost. Rough game for Devin Booker. I see a, a lot of Suns fans are actually very down on Booker right now. I mean, I I didn't see a lot of Suns games earlier in the season, but his numbers don't look as bad as last night's do. I mean, last night he shot 23% from the field and 33% um, from three on six shots. Only had 12 points. Um, Suns fans are legit mad that um, he's dating Kendall Jenner. Are you guys uh, Kardashian curse believers? Just wondering. Because Tristan Thompson, he he hasn't been playing that well. Is he still with Chloe? I don't follow that show. Um, anyways, yeah, Booker had 12 points. I mean, 12 points isn't too shabby for most players, but, uh, I mean, it's awful when you're Devin Booker. Uh, dude. Dude just left Grayson Allen wide open in the corner at the end of last night's game. Grayson Allen killing teams. Where is this guy coming from? Texas? <laughs> probably, uh, I mean, Devin Booker's probably just in a funk. Yeah. yeah it was kind of cool to see uh, CP3 feeding DeAndre Ayton a lot, trying to get him to become a better player. Uh, reach his potential as the number one pick in the 2018 draft. You know, you don't want to be uh, the guy picked before Luca. I mean, even though that's probably what he'll be, but, you know. When was the 84 draft? Elijah Wan, wasn't he picked before MJ? I mean, Elijah Wan was really good. Um... So yeah, CP3 really just force feeding Aiton at times. Um, sometimes it worked, sometimes it didn't. Actually, uh, a little more than sometimes, he ended up with six turnovers, and the Suns ended up losing a very winnable game. Too bad. Yeah, I mean, there's uh, definitely some rust going on. The Suns haven't played in a week, but. You know, it's games like this where you really wonder if they're a top-four team in the West, like some were saying before the season started. Now, I have them as a seventh seed to finish out the season. I think it's realistic. Could uh, they be sleepers for a championship team this year? Well, the short answer is no. Pretty much every team who's won in the past decade has had a squad of multiple players who have lots and lots of playoff experience. The lone exception, believe it or not, kind of being the uh, Golden State Warriors. None of the guys on the 2015 uh, Golden State Warriors really had deep playoff runs. I mean, they the Warriors had made the playoffs the previous season. They might have made it the season before as well. But, uh, yeah, certainly no deep playoff runs. Chris Paul and Jay Crowder are really the only guys with a lot of playoff experience. Uh, Devin Booker and DeAndre Ayton, they have none. So, I think they'll make the playoffs. 
guys. Um, I mean, that's nice, but they're not championship contenders. Hey, it's been a while since you made the playoffs. It's bogus. You guys should have made it back in 2014, like I mentioned on uh, an older podcast. Actually, I think it was the last one. I went to a Suns-Spurs game back in 2014, and that was a really good Suns team. They they completely blew out the uh, the championship Spurs the that that year the Spurs ended up winning the championship. I guess they just had an off game, but the Suns looked really good. Ish Smith looked amazing. Years later, what's it like? Seven years later, you know, they look good. They look good. Uh, so let's move on to our final team, the Utah Jazz. Longest tenured player is Rudy Gobert. Highest paid player is Mike Conley. They are 9-4 and four and blew a 3-1 series lead in the first round of the playoffs last year. Now the Jazz are dancing their way up the standings. They were 4-4 four and four about a week and a half ago, but they've won... Five straight since then. And things really seem to be clicking. Now immediately, the thing I noticed was the roster consistency between last year and this year. There wasn't much turnover at all. Their biggest free agent signing was Derek Favors. And, I mean, it's it's Derek Favors. I mean, he was only away from the Jazz for, for one year. I mean, before that, he was on the Jazz for his whole career, and he's had a pretty long career, about a 10-year career. So, obviously, Derek Favors is going to be familiar with Quinn Snyder's system, and, you know, he's going to fit right in like he is. This is just a pretty well-balanced roster. Everyone's chipping in. Donovan Mitchell is averaging 23 a game. Rudy Gobert is averaging a double-double, 13-12. and 12. Um, How about that uh, Dante Exum-Jordan Clarkson trade last year? I mean, hey, Exum's been a bust. Granted, he got injured a couple times in his career. Maybe things would have turned out differently. I'm not so sure, though. But, um, yeah, it doesn't, doesn't look too promising for Exum. But uh, the fact that the Jazz were able to turn him into Jordan Clarkson has really made um, the fact that the Jazz uh, screwed up a lottery pick uh, not 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 as horrible as you'd think. Um, you can almost pretend that the Jazz picked Jordan Clarkson at five back in 2014. I mean, they were in the same draft, I believe. I think Jordan Clarkson went in the late second round. Um, but, yeah, Jordan Clarkson, uh, he looks like such a better player when he's wearing a jazz uniform. He's certainly one of the leading candidates for six-man of the year right now, averaging a career-high 17.5 points. So, hey, props to Coach Snyder and the rest of the staff for turning him into a more efficient player. Mike Conley and uh, Bogdan Bogdanovich, uh, Bojan Bogdanovich, have been solid as well. You know, 
It was uh, cool seeing the Jazz duke it out against their rivals the other night, the Nuggets. They got real close there at one point when uh, the Jazz were only down one point with a minute to go, but really it did seem like the Jazz were just in control for most of the game, regardless. So it wasn't surprising that they won. I like this team. What can I say? I don't have too much to clown them on. I think they're a top four team in the West. In fact, I have them finishing out the season at number four. I certainly don't think they'll be losing in the first round this year, and I also certainly don't think they'll be winning a championship this year. Look, I could see you guys making the conference finals. My prediction is that no major moves will be made at the trade deadline since this is a pretty solid group of guys first time they'll be uh, going into the playoffs all healthy so you know they're they're a fun team to watch so let's see how they do with a healthy Bogdanovich I think they'll be tough all right that's it. That's all 30 teams. Woo! Next week, I will be switching to only two teams a week. First up is the Philadelphia 76ers and New York Knicks. So, check that out, and thank you for tuning in, guys. Have a good week.